0: Gentlemen, welcome back to the number one sports podcast on the entire planet. I'm your host, Drake Tharp. Man, so, yeah, it's been four days since the last podcast, essentially, so not a ton has happened except some deep, bad NBA playoff games. Um, And by bad, I mean these teams are getting, you know, chippy with one another. They're getting on each other's throats. This NBA playoffs is getting physical, and you know the first the first one i'd like to talk about um uh the celtics and the bucks these teams are at each other's throats and quite frankly it's brought into the question you know it's tied 2 to 2 um have you know it's kind of gone back and forth the entire time but have the celtics gotten into giannis's head um you know we haven't been, the narrative is for Giannis has always been, you know, nice guy, never gets into trouble, um, is very respective towards the officials. This time, we saw a different Giannis last game, and I don't, personally, I don't know if it's good for the Bucks. You know, the narrative for Giannis, you know, he's never been uh, the guy that doesn't control the pace of the game. It's always been him who controls it. It's always been, he's the focal point of every game that he's been in. But right now with the Celtics, it kind of seems like... They're controlling the pace of the game. They're controlling him. And you know, and it's causing him he's picked up text, dirty play. Um, there's been video, you know, the video of Jalen Brown, his neck being grabbed by Giannis and him shoving him off. Marcus Smart trying to help Giannis up and Giannis basically shooing him away. This is a different Giannis that we're seeing, and I personally don't know if it's good for the Bucks. Um Personally, this uh, what the you know the point I'm seeing is is that this is a turning point in Giannis' career. This is the first time that he's ever had to fight back, and you know where he's not controlling the pace of the game. You know, through the Eastern Conference play of the prior years, we've seen Giannis basically be the focal point of every conference battle. Uh, versus the Heat, you know, he he got bounced the the COVID year by the Heat, and then he came back and controlled the pace of the game after that. Um, In the NBA Finals with the Suns, you know, down 2-0, he comes back, makes the game about him, plays at his pace of the game. So, um, physicality-wise, in the Suns matchup, they they weren't, you know, physical enough with Giannis, and that's why they lost. Um, But the Celtics, they have no problem with physicality. And, you know, these guys are going to fight back. The Suns, on the other hand, they're just a good basketball team. There's nothing gritty about them, I'd say. But with the Celtics, they're all defense. They got a lot of dogs on that squad. This is the first time in Giannis's career. Are we going to see him fold, or are we going to see him come back and fight? Because he picked up a technical foul, um, you know, after a dunk on Al Horford. Al Horford comes back, dunks right back onto him, picks up his own tech. Uh, these Celtics are controlling the pace of the game they're 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 dogs they know what they're doing and personally this is the first time in Giannis's career where we're where I'm saying hey he's gonna have to flip a switch and you know he's always had that switch flipped on since he's a human cheat code and can basically do anything but uh you know are we gonna see a different breed of this guy where he's not caring about anything where he's not the nice guy the Celtics are that team to get into his head. So right now, um, to make himself in that top player conversation, right now he's the best player in the league. We know that. But to get to that all-time status, you know, MJ has that switch. LeBron has that switch. I don't think we've seen Giannis's switch yet. I, I really don't because, um, yeah, he's going to pad his stats. But, like, game, like, in the actual game with physicality, and you know, teams pushing his buttons. It I we really haven't seen that in his career. So I, I don't know how he's gonna respond, but this is the point in his career where his response means everything. And we've never seen, you know, yeah, teams get into his head like the Celtics have. So personally I think the Celtics have gotten into Giannis's head. He's not doing stuff that he normally would, picking up techs, uh sportsmanship not being helped up by other guys marcus smart tried to help him up on a play where they were both down and he essentially laid on the floor the entire time so Giannis's head are the celtics living rent free we will see here in the upcoming playoffs game upcoming playoff games let's flip it to the western conference here is Luca changing the tide in dallas um you know they're actually competing with the phoenix suns and i think this could actually be an upset alert maybe possibly um Dallas has always been that team, you know, that, that's that been there, but we all know they're not going anywhere. That's how they've been over the last three years. Luka hasn't, you know, he has his own switch. He he hasn't flipped it. Um, he's a great stat patter. He's a great, you know, team leader and all that. But they don't have that dog mentality until I've seen, you know, guys like Jalen Brunson taking a critical step up, becoming that second guy to score. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith hitting down threes. Uh, the tide in Dallas is—it seems to be changing. They look like competitors. They've always been that team, you know, that you know, iso ball with Luca, score, hope that they score more than the next opponent. But they're playing solid defense against you know one of the best coach teams in the in the entire National Basketball Association. So I really, you know, this is a point in Luca's career, just like Giannis's, to where he can make that next step up. You know, there's, I feel like there's a lot of ga- younger guys' legacy on the line here. I'd like to focus more on the younger guys in the league here because these guys are next up. Once LeBron, KD, um, Kawhi, Harden, all those guys are out of the league, these are the next, these are the next guys up. And we're going to be talking about them till I'm in my 30s. Um, these, these are the guys I'm going to be, you know, raising my kids with, telling, telling them about. So Luka changing the tide in Dallas. Um, you know, this this is a focal point of his career, just like Giannis says. Is, is he gonna flip that switch? Um, you know, it's the perfect time to do that. You have the Chris Paul led sons, you know, kind of a passing of the torch complex. I'd like to see it. I'd really like to see it. You know, Luca deserves a ring. He's a very he's a phenomenal player. Um, you know, and we can't just keep seeing these these older teams, you know ring competing like the Warriors you know their schemes are all there we want to see the young guys take over we kind of saw it last year with Trey Young leading the Hawks all the way to the conference finals so you know there's and Devin Booker essentially becoming you know the main guy for the Suns these young guys are taking over but I want to you know Giannis has become the face of the league now and you know it's a it's a turning tide but I want to see that completely change over you know, it's kind of it's kind of hard to say. I don't want to see LeBron and KD in the playoffs, but these are the guys. You know, I'm that my kids are gonna grow up on. So do I? I want to see that same legendary status that LeBron, KD had that they have from these guys. And I know Giannis and Luca are the next faces of the league. These are gonna be the guys that are running it. So and guys like Trey Young, Devin Booker, these are gonna be the guys. So you know, it's probably good for the game that this is happening. And seeing 24 25 year olds running teams into the NBA Finals and yeah I think it's very good for the game it could happen with Dallas and um, the Celtics too they're a young squad uh, with Jason Tatum Jason Tatum's one of those guys that could be running the league too so I'd like to see it I'd like to see the turning point I want to see the elite talent of the younger guys take over from you know the guys that have been there like Katie and LeBron I'd like to see it personally. Let's jump over to the NFL here. Baker Mayfield, there's a lot with this. Um, I'm just basically going to say this with Baker Mayfield. Um, so they signed Deshaun Watson, of course, and he is um, He's either going to be let go, traded, or he's going to sit out the whole year. Every sign that points to what the right decision is, is pointing towards sitting out for the year um basically the only problem with this is is if Baker Mayfield has zero patience or can't wait at all to play but I don't see Baker like that first of all the Browns owe Baker Baker Mayfield 18 million dollars no matter what okay he's either gonna get traded and someone's gonna take on that money so you know the Browns can keep him pay him his money or find a suitor who's gonna pay him either way he's getting paid um there's no guarantee that Deshaun Watson plays so Baker Mayfield with Deshaun Watson's pending allegations and suspension coming through, Baker Mayfield, there's no guarantee that he doesn't play at all this year. And he could fight for that. I mean, I don't think he ha- should have to fight for that starting job. I mean, he led Cleveland to an AFC Divisional round playoff. So, he's not a pushover. I don't understand the whole concept after one year of Baker playing. You know, he didn't have a terrible year even. But... um the narrative has become that Baker can't lead this team. He led to the AFC divisional around two years ago, and then they missed the playoffs this year based on you know a bunch of divas in the locker room. Uh, Baker knows it's his last year in Cleveland either way, and he's still getting paid. So you either sit this one out, get paid, know your know your role, which and st- you know stay stay confident, which he definitely uh, should because he knows he's a competitor and he knows in his heart of minds that. He led this team to the AFC Divisional Round. Um, He put up essentially the same stats as he did that same year, so it's not his problem. Um, And, you know, he would not be traded to a contender if he was traded. So if he has an imbalanced patience problem, um, that's the only way stopping him from getting, you know, traded. Now, I think he should take a step back, sit out this year, weigh his options, and, you know, get paid and understand that I did all I could with this team. So, but now they have Deshaun Watson, understand that Deshaun Watson is leagues above Baker Mayfield. So, yeah, um, they owe him money. I don't understand, you know, the whole rush on a trade unless he really wants to play. So, the all signs point to him staying with the Browns for this year. Uh, You know, we can run through our best suitors for Baker Mayfield, but he's not, he shouldn't go anywhere. He really shouldn't. Um. Yeah, and I really think all signs, you know, he's getting paid. He knows what he's done for that organization. Uh, There's no guarantee that, I mean, Deshaun Watson still could get suspended and he could prove, Baker can prove his point here. This is, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen. It's day by day. Um, Yeah. So, uh, you know, all signs point to Baker staying. I really think he should. He's getting his money paid. He knows his worth, and there's no guarantee that he doesn't play. So, yeah. Those are just my thoughts. It's a bore, it's a very boring take, I know. We want to see Baker Mayfield. But he should stay with the Browns, to be completely honest. So, Tom Brady, it's his... Uh, he, he retired and then came out of retirement, and he's looking to play this year. But Tom Brady just signed a 10-year deal with Fox Sports. Um, You know, we can... First thing I thought of, okay, so if he's signing this deal, he's basically doing exactly what Drew Brees did with NBC and, you know, saying... This is my last year. I'm going to the analyst side after this. the The first thing I thought of this is Brady's last year of his career. You don't retire, then unretire then the next and then play like three more years. I've never seen anyone do that. First of all, I you never see really anybody retire and then unretire, but we can hit hint that this is Brady's final year in the league. and now he's moving on to be the greatest of all time of NFL analytics. Um, does Brady have the potential to be the greatest NFL analyst of all time? We know how good Romo is on the commentary table. And Romo was, wasn't even, I mean, he was above average, but he's no goat. Uh, Drew Brees, smart guy. But Brady, another level, and we know he can talk. Could Tom Brady be the next face of the commentary table? I mean, he already is. Um, he knows the game. He's a genius. Best analyst of all time. Who knows? Um, yeah, so we can hint that this is Brady's final year in the league. Thank God, finally. Um, it's 45. This has got to be it for him. If he doesn't win a ring, he's done. Um, even if he does win a ring, it's the, you know, right off into the sunset sort of deal. So for the finale of the show, uh, speaking of Tom Brady, we have our top five quarterbacks. I've seen a lot of this, these lists running around uh, from, you know, casual fans to, the you know, the shows on Fox Sports. Uh, top five quarterbacks in the league heading into next season. I've seen these lists. Who are, who are the best guys? And I see, the, I see the names. Joe Burrow, Lamar, Derek Carr. Um, I don't think any of those guys are on this list. My top five is, I believe it's undisputed. I really don't think you can argue this. Um, the top four, very much so. But the fifth one is kind of disputable, but I don't think it's disputable. Number five, I got Justin Herbert. Uh, this guy, you know, if you watch him compared to any you know, latter half quarterbacks in the league. Uh, they turned the Chargers around. Com- I mean, he completely turned the Chargers around in, in less than two years. His arm talent in- is insane. He has s- the best accuracy. You know, some of the throws he makes, I'm in awe. My jaw drops. Um, I'm taking him over Joe Burrow and Lamar. I really think we've seen Lamar ceiling his MVP year. And Joe Burrow, I you know, as much as, you know, as props you can give him for making the Super Bowl with that Bengals squad, I believe it was game plan and situational coaching that led them to the Super Bowl. I really believe that the Bengals Super Bowl, you know, contendership was kind of a fluke. And if I'm going to be completely honest, I don't see it happening again soon. It's good to see, you know, Cincinnati being brought to the Super Bowl. But, man, that was weird. You know, they go to overtime with the Chiefs, force Mahomes to throw an interception uh. And you know their pass defense isn't anything to write home about. So, you know I think it's all game plan and situational where they just got lucky half the time. And I don't put a lot of that on Joe Burrow. I mean he's a winner, but I'm taking Herbert's arm talent over him any day. Um, yeah, Justin Herbert at number five. We've we uh, we're not even close to seeing Herbert's ceiling. I don't think. And he's turned that Chargers offense around. And they picked up a lot of defensive players through the draft and through free agency. And they were mostly shootouts last year. You know, they were were giving up 40 points almost every other week. But, you know, they were putting up 40 points every other week. So, and mostly due to Herbert. And, yeah, in the beginning of the season, we were talking Justin Herbert, MVP. And, yeah, so Justin Herbert, number five, easily for me. The next four down, completely undisputable. Don't argue with me on these because whatever different opinion you have is wrong. Number four, Josh Allen, best deep ball in the league. Uh, you know he's, you know, his arm talent is second to none. You can argue that Mahomes has better, um, a better deep ball, but Josh, you know, during the half half the time it was just chucking it down to Tyreek Hill. Josh Allen has the most throw power in the league. He's the mo- he's one of the most versatile QBs. This guy's a winner. Um, he's a very good scheme quarterback. He can make any throw on the field. Josh, we know we know what Josh Allen's about. I got him at number four. Number three, I got Tom Brady. It's the GOAT. No debate here. Uh, he's a bona fide winner. The only reason he's not number two is because of his age, and it's his last year. Um, yeah, we know what, I mean, again, we know what Tom Brady's about. He's the GOAT. I got him at number three. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. I'll say this, and I'll keep saying this. Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback in the NFL. There's no throw that he can't make. Uh, the, the only reason, you know, he hasn't had success, I will give this to him, is because of his receiving core, defense, coaching, green base, screwing him over. So we'll see if he continues with lack of receivers. But he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Uh, he's not the greatest quarterback of all time, mostly because of situational stuff and, you know, his will to win. I think Tom Brady has more of a will to win over him. But Aaron Rodgers is going to get his regular season stats and then choke in the playoffs again. So, but I got him at number two. He's the most talented quarterback in the league. Number one, Patrick Mahomes, best arm talent in the league and uh, mo- the highest ceiling. I, I don't think Patrick Mahomes is done developing. Um, you know, you, you give him any sort of receiving core, and he's going to thrive with it. He can make any throw on the field. Um, you know, the upside on him with Rodgers is his mobility. I give him mobility and coaching. So, and Mahomes is that guy you want to build around with the with the Chiefs. Um, I don't think there's as much you can do with Aaron Rodgers as you could with Patrick Mahomes, mostly because of arm talent and uh, mobility. Um, essentially, Patrick Mahomes, you know, He's he's not done. We know we know Mahomes is godly talented. So I have him at number one. I don't think his ceiling is up. We've seen Rodgers and Brady ceiling, and Patrick Mahomes has the receiving talent along with that and the stats. So I got Patrick Mahomes number one. Those are my top quarterbacks, top five quarterbacks in the league. I see I've I've been seeing the lists floating around. Everyone's starting to talk about it for some reason. So I thought I'd make mine. Anywho. That will do it for the show today. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Um kind of a short notice, so not a lot of huge big takes per se. Um yeah, it's been 4 days since my last episode, so it's kind of tough putting together an episode, but uh we're on time again. And yeah, expect some different content upcoming here soon. I'm trying to make a different video here within the next week besides the podcast. So, yeah, stay tuned, hit that subscribe button, please, and like the video, and I will see you guys next time. Peace.